The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Rich Rebar. As always, Friday afternoons, we are here to pick some games. We had, uh, you know, a semi-entertaining Thursday night game for once. I mean, you know, we got to see A.J. Brown do his thing. Uh, I, I will never forget and never forgive the sports books not posting a first TV line for Quentin Tarantino. I mean, just uh, just so it's just, you know, just to watch the money melt through your fingers. Cause I had, I had Aikens too. And then when the, I don't mean, I don't know. Apparently this dude was like a backup tight end at Oregon state or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's right in my bag. I'm so mad. They didn't have him posted. <laughs> yeah. They announced he was going to start before the game and Hey, listen, the, uh, the Texans kept that train moving, dude, these big dogs, man, they've been covering all year. They have been, they have been, um, <laughs> it's been tough yeah, to lay these big points in today's NFL. It's it is hard to lay the big points. We'll we'll get to that a little bit later because we got some big lines this week. Um, I I will not be taking the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are not on my list. I don't I don't think they should be eleven point favorites over anyone right now. Because well, if Malik Willis plays, they could be. I'm 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 not. They're not going to be on my list. But if Malik Willis plays, like, I mean, listen, as exciting as Malik Willis is, like this dude's not a quarterback. Like, not yet, right now. Like, no. I mean, they let him do nothing last week. And nothing. with the little bit he did, it was the same stuff that, like, all his problems, like, on the surface were. Like, he he's so skittish. He has no pocket presence. No, he can't throw over the middle of the field. Like, it's the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are going to flood them. Yes. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, start us off. Number five, what you got? Oh, I'm starting off with one that's pretty sketchy. Uh, I'm starting off with the Jaguars. As home dogs here, uh, typically historically, this is, this is my three. All right, so this is typically a, I have a five. Because historically, teams that just get shut out come back, bounce back the next week, and have really been good bets. So like it's like one thing that like I'm putting kind of in like the Raiders corner here, not like completely giving away. And plus, like the Raiders were a team before last week; they were number one in the NFL in scoring rate per drive. Like I, I think I'm really willing to throw out what happened last week, either the flu or whatever, just not showing up. But the Jaguars are a team that, man, they are so close every week. Like, you look at them right now. They, they have a positive point. They have a plus 14 point differential. They are 11th in the mm-hmm. NFL in yards per play. And in snaps, not in the red zone. Trevor Lawrence is 7th in the NFL and EPA as a passer. He just loses his mind yeah. when they get into the red zone. So there's two. Yeah, and, and the Jaguars have led for more offensive snaps this season than the Bills. I don't know if anyone knows that, but that's pretty crazy. Uh, and the, if you want the cure-all to get right in the red zone, it's the Raiders. 
I mean, they are bottom of the league again in, you know, red zone production allowed to opposing, you know, teams. They're 28th in EPA per drop back allowed to teams in the red zone. They've allowed 11 touchdown passes in the red zone. So, like, I do think Lawrence is, is like, in a really good spot to get over here. We kind of talked about them a little bit last week, too, just like with Andy Dalton, uh, the Raiders, that is. That like, they're just letting all of these bad quarterbacks kind of get over on them because they don't get any pressure on the quarterback. They have, they're averaging 1.9 sacks plus turnovers per game. That's the fewest in the NFL by a wide margin. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm giving, willing to give, like, the historical trend some, you know, get, let, it, let it run run out here a little bit. But the, I'll take the Jags here. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I just – I want to be short on the Raiders. Uh, I mean, I do think, obviously, last week's stuff was kind of anomalous, but it seems the McDaniels is maybe not that great of a coach. They um, – I think it's like hurt car that all the guys have been in and out. All of his guys have missed a game, right? Adams has missed a game. Renfro missed two games. Waller's missed three games. Uh, like they just had guys in and out. So the offense is changing every week, but I mean, the Jaguars are just a little bit better of a team than they have shown their home dogs. I think these teams are pretty close talent wise. And I want to buy the dip on Lord. I'm like, I, I am just in this point, I'm painting myself in the corner of being a Trevor Lawrence defender and uh, it doesn't, doesn't feel particularly great, but I, I do want to be on his side. So I, I don't have this uh, cause I can't, I, I can't do like the player prop stuff, but what are the Jags to win the AFC South still? Oh, I don't know. Let's see here. Let me see what it is on FanDuel. Uh, I bet they're, I bet they're not as short as you think. Um, NFL because the Titans divisions. the Titans have or if you look at the Titans like they're pretty bad on paper plus they, plus they, 650 plus 650 is pretty I mean that's not bad to sprinkle a little something on I they haven't played the Titans yet right so they haven't played the Titans at all and the Titans so the Titans are on a five-game win streak they beat the Raiders the Colts twice the Commanders and the Texans but the Titans coming up this is their run out here coming up the Titans play the Chiefs then the Broncos, then the Packers, then the Bengals, then the Eagles, then the Jaguars, then the Chargers. Then they play the Cowboys and the Jaguars again. Like, man, I well, easy, easy win there against the Chargers, but uh, then, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I so. mean, because you, you look at the Jaguars and you say, well, two and six, they're absolutely dead for the playoffs, right? Well, probably in the AFC unless they win the division. Man, like, could eight wins win this division still? I think so. So, yes. Man, like, I would 650, you might. Maybe throw maybe throw a 50 spot on that, man. Why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. Um, all right, my number five. Do it for me. Do it for me. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, my, my number five is the New England Patriots. Uh, you can get this at uh, – FanDuel has it at four and a half. Uh, Bet Rivers has it at five. I mean, obviously, you should, you should try and get the four and a half, but I don't hate it at five either. Um, the Patriots have figured out the formula of what they're going to do on offense, took them – seven weeks to get there. So they're going to be pretty heavy on the play action and they are going to target Ramondre Stevenson on about 20% of their passing plays. I still, you know, the, the Bill Belichick is going to own young quarterbacks thing. Still pretty, pretty uh, prevalent in my mind, but really I just think this Colts team is bad. I just think they are really bad. I think the defense is bad. They are using Michael Pittman Jr. I, I guess to be fair, Michael Pittman Jr. actually did get used as a real wide receiver a little bit last week, but I have concerns on what Ellinger is going to do outside in a November New England game versus inside the Dome versus the Washington football team. Really, 
I just think Ellinger should be a touchdown dog against almost any competent NFL team at this point. He he looked okay last week. Like like not like I think that there were certainly uh, some bottom end of the range outcomes where he was like Nathan Peterman esque and he was better than that. But he also got a pretty friendly opponent for his first game, and this is not a friendly opponent. Like he he is going to be um, pretty confused, I think, by a lot of the stuff that they that they throw at him here. And the Patriots are not good either. Like the Patriots are not going to win a playoff <laughs> game, not going to win the division, anything like that. They're just a very solid. I mean, they're really the same thing they were last year. Right. Yeah. They're right in the same boat. Uh, yeah. Michael Pittman still without a target over 20 yards downfield this season. Unfortunately, T- tough run out because I don't think you're going to get any touchdowns. Now the Colts have led for six snaps in the second half this season. Uh, five came last week. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're just, like you said, I think you just said it, like it's, it's not just a one thing. Like they're just probably not that good of a football team, you know, overall. You know, they've had some injuries. The offensive line definitely, I think, was over overshot, kind of what everyone kind of expected for them. They got some cachet built in there. The wide receiving core, I don't think anyone thought was really that good, um, and it kind of hasn't been. So, yeah, I'm, I don't have no pushback on this one at all, man. All right, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is the cover gods. I'm going to take the Falcons. I wish you, this didn't get moved on down to three already, though. So if you got, you're getting it at three, like, you know, you're not getting the best of what it could have been. But, I mean, when you look at, like, what the Chargers are, like, they can't stop the run, and they're playing a team that only wants to run the football. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how they really kind of stop the, the the Falcons, especially with Coral Patterson coming back. Uh, the one thing that we worry about with the Falcons is their defense is absolutely terrible, and they've got so many guys injured, but, like, the Chargers are not going to have Mike Williams or Keenan Allen in this game. Like it's going to be another 50 passes to Austin Eckler and Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter and Gerald Everett. Like those guys don't really scare me. Uh, and you're getting a team that's 30. The Chargers on carries to running backs are 31st in yards allowed prior to contact running backs. And they're also 32nd in yards allowed after contact to running backs. <laughs> Pretty hilarious uh, when you put those things together, like 6.1 yards per carry to running backs. That's not even factoring like the Mariota runs and the pistol stuff. They've also, like, this is, we got a little trend going here. They're starting to use Kyle Pitts a little bit. Um, yes. You know, two of the last three weeks. We had to wait. I mean, we're still not getting like that huge fantasy run out, but like he got in space a little bit last week. He's starting to get end zone targets weekly. Oh man, I I don't feel. Imagine, imagine when they remember Drake. Imagine when they remember they spent uh, the fifth overall pick on uh, on Drake London. Well, it took them a year and a half to realize they spent last year's fourth overall pick on Kyle Pitts. So maybe we're another year away before they realize Drake London's on the team. Uh, We're in that FFPC main event team. We have Drake London on both teams, and I think feel like you and I have been the same camp. We've been trying to get him benched for a couple of weeks, and I think yeah, we he's, finally he, won. He's riding, he's riding the pine. He is, he is not uh, a starter for us. So this one is not on my list simply because I can't bring myself to to back these Arthur Smith tactics. And also, part of my part of my brain is just kind of broken from the Chargers being this bad because we expected them to be so good, and it's like hard to see the material changes of why they've been so bad. Like when you look at them. Like you definitely, you're like, okay, well, they don't, Keenan hasn't been healthy and now Mike Williams is banged up and yada, yada, but it's still like so much of the thesis was just like, oh yeah, Justin Herbert, he's an alien, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly, I think that the Falcons are like the right side of this game. The, the concern I would have would just be like, oh, Herbert actually just remembered 
Uh, he's really good and is just throwing ropes all over the place and Mariota makes a bunch of mistakes or they just get unlucky running the ball. Cause that's the other thing when you, when you run the ball is your primary mode of, of moving the ball. If you just kind of get unlucky in some short yardage spot and obviously mm-hmm. Arthur Smith, is not aggressively going for it. Like you can just like, all of a sudden you can go three and out three times in a row and just be down a hole. You can't get out of like, we've seen this when the Falcons get down 10, they're not really changing the uh, no. the game plan yeah there there's you know so so when they're down 10 like that's pretty much it and when they were when the falcons you know uh, a month ago when they were 7.8 point dogs in all these games it was a little bit different of a story uh i i so i don't have this one but i have basically uh the exact same pick which is the carolina panthers as my number 4 <laughs> plus seven they were close i was close to picking i was waiting for injury reports on the Bengals, but i think that this is uh this is a good side to be on to I mean, I've seen, I've seen what I've needed to see Zach Taylor. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll figure it out. Right. Cause they, cause that was a Thursday night game. So maybe they've had enough time to sit and think and be like, okay, we don't have Jamar Chase available. This is how we need to change the offense to make it work. We're going to have T do this. We're going to have Boyd do this. We're going to play more 12 personnel. We're going to use Chris Evans maybe, but I don't really have a lot of faith of Zach Taylor making those adjustments. And I think that, Joe Burrow's propensity to eat sacks matters a lot more when you're not getting a free 50-yard play once a game because Jamar Chase is probably the best player at his position. Like, subtract that and the fact that Joe Burrow is going to murder two drives a game by taking a sack that, like, no other court, maybe Justin Fields is uh, the only other quarterback who takes sacks as bad as Joe Burrow. And... Seven and you can get it. You can get it with the hook. Um, I think the consensus line is seven. Bet MGM has seven and a half. Uh, DraftKings has seven and a half. Um, looks like FanDuel has seven. So you kind of have to shop for this one a little mm-hmm. bit. Seven and a half is much better than seven, I think, in this particular spot. But the, I mean, the pant like, dude, PJ Walker. I, how how crazy is this? The best quarterback on the Panthers roster has been their quarterback three for the majority of the last two seasons, right? Way better, way better than Darnold. And I, I don't um, begrudge the the Panthers for trying the Baker Mayfield thing. I thought it was advised at the time. Clearly is not going to work out. The the cost paid was very little right. uh, and, and they're not going to, I don't think they gave him a contract extension. So they'll no. be able to move on from that decision pretty quickly. So I don't, I don't hate them for trying it, but I mean, Dude, like PJ Walker right now, PJ Walker versus Taylor Heineke. Like, give me PJ Walker 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, the, the last two games, they're averaging almost six yards per play. Uh, they've been live. And, you, you know, anytime you do that hashtag fire the coach, like these dudes are just playing loose now. They're having fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the Bengals are just so banged up, man. Like, we know Wuzier's out. We'll see. It looks like Mike Hilton's not going to play. We don't know if DJ Reader's going to come back. DJ Reader has been a huge loss for them. With DJ Reader off the field, they're 26th in success rate against the run. They're allowing five and a half yards per carry to opposing running backs. And like the Panthers have shown the last two weeks, even since the Christian McCaffrey trade, because they ran all over the Bucs too. They're going to run the football. So, yeah, I mean, this is a game where I can see the Carolina running the football. PJ Walker, he doesn't make mistakes. They can hang around, keep this thing within seven. And the Bengals, like, we still don't really know what their identity is. Obviously, we had those two like absolute like bonanzas the week before. But remember, like it wasn't like they we we might have overly gave the credit to them figuring things out against the Falcons. Not, yeah, and they played against a Falcons team that was banged up and a Saints team that was missing key starters too. So like, I mean, the Bengals still have a lot to answer. We don't expect Jamar Chase to play in this game still. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, I like if you get the hook here and DJ Reader's out still too, and Hilton's gonna be out. Like, I think get yourself live here with that seven and a half for sure. Because we talked about like I'm looking at these big lines and looking at these dogs, man. Because these dogs have all been not only live to cover, but live to outright win these games in this season. Yep. Uh, all right, so that was my four. I just my three was your five, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So what is your three? Oh, uh, I'm gonna do it. My three is the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, just doing it. Remember, there's only 12 games this week where you're picking. We gotta pick five of them. Uh, but no, I I think I seen everything I needed to from the Rams. I was willing to give the Rams the benefit of the doubt last week coming out of the bye and them getting like if all right if they're gonna get Van Jefferson back, they're gonna get Brian Allen back. Let me see if they can try to fix this thing and in all their same issues were were prevalent again. Uh, this Bucks team, I don't, it's like been in the shit so far this year, but like, I still believe they're like an, an outright, just a lot better team than where the Rams are right now. They've kind of run a little bit unlucky in some spots, definitely in the red zone in particular. I mean, you look at that ball Brady threw to Mike Evans at the open of that Ravens game last week, like, man, Brady never makes that throw like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's tough. They, you know, they're up, they should be up on the Ravens, like 17, nothing at the half, uh, I feel like the Bucks aren't as bad as like the panic button meter is like you're pushing maybe on like the Packers or even on like the Rams. Uh, I think that they'll get right here and win this one. Uh, I mean, I just can't like, I, I wouldn't bet on the Packers this week either. Cause like the, the Buccaneers, well, what are the, who are the vibes off on more? Are the vibes worse for the Buccaneers, the Rams or the Packers, like of the three expected to be good NFC teams that stink. What are like the vibes are the worst on the Packers probably second worst on the Rams. And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess to be fair, but Brady's playing good. Like yes. when I, when you look at like all those quarterbacks, like Stafford's not playing good at all. Like Brady's playing so really good football. Like the dude, that throw he threw, I, I just criticized the one throw he threw the end zone to Evans, but like that one, that throw he threw to Evans on like that third and five blitz where like the dude just like sawed his knee in half. Like he threw it like he threw Evans open with like three guys on him. Like Brady's still throwing some zingers, man. Like, Man, I, I feel like the Bucks aren't nearly as bad though as those other two teams. You know, you know what the problem with the Buccaneers is, though. They have they have fallen victim to Coach Disease Brain. Yes. Todd Todd Bowles just wants to run. What was the what was the the quote he said this week? He was like, Oh yeah, you can't use play action. Does Leftwich, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like so so they are people wanted that dude to be a head coach or an OC for years, and now we know why. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's no, insanely, know why he wasn't. insanely insanely tough scenes. You um, never heard of EPA when someone asked him about like running on first down. Now he's saying that play action can't work without the run. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's really it's really really bad for for him. So, you know what uh what what really can you do? Uh, I yeah, I just I can't I can't take the Buccaneers. I I mean I'm not taking the Packers. You know, I just like I'm not any of the any of the vibes off teams, although to be fair, is there a better bet in sports right now than picking against the Los Angeles Rams? Like they stink. And I freaking took them last week against the 40. Like I'm done. Never again <laughs> am I taking McVay against Shanahan. Well, I, I, I'm done. I'm over it. Um, all right, the same so, stuff, though. They come out of that buy and they just all the same issues. And if Cooper Cup's not going to be less than 100 percent, like, holy shit, they'll be that they'll be super done. Like yeah. their entire offense is predicated in just what Cooper Cup could do this year, and if he, he's not doing anything, like yeah, holy. imagine Cooper Cup <laughs> limited or not playing in this game. Like, how are the Rams even going to move the ball? Uh, okay, so we did my three already, so we're here to your two. 
Uh, oh, okay. So my two is probably is unpopular because I see everyone's on the other side of this, including my boss, which is uh, kind of not feeling great. But man, I'll take the Vikings still. I feel like it's such a square side because everyone's. I see everyone taking the commander side, but dude, the commanders aren't good at all. This is no, the commanders spot. stink. What? How could how could the commanders possibly be the sharp side? No, it's for real. I've, I've seen this everywhere. Like and people are on the commanders. No, but it's a great no. spot for Kirk Warren. Cousins. Warren, step into my office, dude. <laughs> get it. Get it, man. It's not even him. It's go like, yeah, I like, uh, I think he, he tweeted out, like send your best bets. And he does that show with house. And like yeah. a bunch of people are sending in like to the commander side. And like, it's a great spot for Kirk Cousins. Washington is one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. Uh, they're 25th in yards for pass attempt allowed, 30th in touchdown rate allowed. Like they're not like Cousins is going to do what he wants. Uh, you get the Cousins revenge game factor as well. And then Taylor Heineke, like how are people getting hooked on this again? Again, how, how, again. How are people doing this again? Like we saw it the whole last year. Like sure, he'll have some hair on fire moments. He was objectively terrible in that game last week against the Colts. Like if Terry McLaurin doesn't jump over Stefan, the, the terrorist, the terrorist, Terry McLaurin, who, who <laughs> my friends forced me to draft on seemingly every fantasy team I have. He's just sitting there on the bench of every team I have. And he is just, he is bailing Tyler. He's ba- He's both bailing you and Evan out, but also bailing out Taylor Heineke. Yeah. I mean, if he's not like, if he's not jumping over Stefan Gilmore's shoulders and catching balls or jumping over, you know, Jair Alexander, like, Taylor Heineke's not good, man. I, I can't. I can't do it. And the Vikings might be an overrated six and one team, but like, I can't. I just, I'm on the side. If, if I'll be the square here. I mean, I think they are probably a little bit overrated, but yeah. the Commanders are also very overrated based off of of two total hair on. Like, okay, congratulations, you beat Sam Ellinger in his first NFL start, and you beat. It's like it's like beating Aaron Rodgers at this point is like being mean to an old person. It's like there's just no there's no purpose for it. This this one this one didn't make my list because I uh, I really hate betting on Kirk Cousins. But also, have you I like when a team has the same head coach for so long, but then doesn't significantly change their personnel. I just have a hard time getting a new vibe for like what. And I know that that the Vikings are like top ten and pass rate over expected and all this stuff. But I just I'm having a hard time getting a feel for them. I don't think the Vikings either for or against have been in my top five this whole season long. I just like, I'm just having a very hard time and I, their record is so fraudulent too, yeah, yeah. that it's also hard for me to like get, like they could have, they could have very easily lost to the the Cardinals last week had, you know, I mean, I don't know, had wow. like a, a Madden, like if I'm crazy here. <laughs> yeah. Kingsbury. Oh dude. How does Cliff still have a job? It's insane. No, no, I'm with, I think when we get to the playoffs, a lot of people will be like looking to go against the Vikings. Like when we get to the playoff time. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So I, I, I was undecided on my one and two. I was, uh, I was debating on if I, I had the stones to take the Buffalo bills minus 11. Uh, I don't. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks plus two points as my, as Look my, you're uh, finally going against Cliff. I'm proud of you. Uh, so I, I'm going to do, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the bills as my two uh, pretty, pretty simple here. Josh Allen, number three in the NFL and EPA, Zach Wilson. You, you probably know this. Uh, so there are 35 quarterbacks who have had enough dropbacks this year um, to, to register on Ben Baldwin's EPA stuff. 
Zach Wilson is only better than who in, in EPA and EPA plus CPOE composite. Is it Baker? Baker. So it's, it's Baker who got benched for, for XFL MVP, PJ Walker and Sam Darnold, and then Zach Wilson. And like, we want to talk about fraudulent records. The New York football jets have got to have the most fraudulent. I mean, like the giants are fraudulent, but the jets are way more fraudulent. The Jets don't even believe they're this good. No one believes the Jets. No, are good. Jets fans do. Uh, uh, they well, they, well they did at least up to two weeks ago when they were and on my death door trying to talk about Zach Wilson. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, look, you know, I wanted to believe. I did. I was out there. I was one of these guys in the Twitter streets saying, "Yeah, I'm a little encouraged that comeback." Uh, you know, the, the comeback the against the Dolphins. I'm, I, the door's shut. I, the door, <laughs> so the door, the door is shut. It's unlocked. So I can open it back up if I want to, but the door is shut for me right now on Zach Wilson. Uh, and, and, you know, look, I mean, who knows the injury stuff of the preseason development, whatever, whatever. The other thing about betting on the bills. Um, and I think this is true of them only and not true of the Chiefs and the Eagles when we get to double-digit spreads. Certainly not true of some of the other teams we've seen be double-digit favorites, the, the Rams and the Buccaneers. When they're up, you know, say they go into the half, up 10, they're not thinking in the locker room, all right, boys, good enough. It's Devin Singletary, get ready, buddy. We're, yeah, we're that's been our Eagles you. thing, right? Like, that's been the whole thing with the Eagles. It's like, man, if the Eagles had the Bills mentality, like, they'd be out of And they even kind of did it last night. They get the ball back in the fourth quarter, only up 10, and they still kind of piddle dick around, and they end yep. up scoring another touchdown. But it's not like they were running their normal first-half offense. It was, it's all, it was almost like it was a reflux from the whole team. Like, oh, we're so used to being up 20 right now. Like, we can kind of just hang out. Um but the Bills don't do that at all. I mean, the Bills, I, I guess they did let the Packers cover last week. Um, let's just go ahead and say this. Even the worst, most dehabilitated, gross version of the Packers with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon is still better than this this Jets team, in my I mean, opinion. They lost the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So I, I, but, but just the fact that it's 11 instead of 10 is making me go to having the bills be my number two. I have no, I have no problem with it. I just, you know, I'm just, I just, I know I'm going to get fucking backdoored on this. Garrett Wilson's going to score a 63 yard touchdown as time expires. Even last night is another good example, man. Like it's just, I'm just leaving these big lines unless I'm taking the big dog. I'm just not laying the points anymore. Like it's, it's just been too rough this year, man. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm I, I don't though. think I don't think from a philosophical macro perspective, you're wrong. In fact, I think you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, I have no problem with you saying the Bills are going to absolutely, you know, crush the Jets. I, I've never heard Piddle Dick before either, too. So I, I like that's that a, one. That's a new one. <laughs> uh, OK, so so we're did... taking the Seahawks. Yeah, that's my that's my number one. Yeah, I like that one. Listen, my one is the Dolphins, baby. I'm in. I'm awesome. I'm so in. I'm yeah, so ready yeah. to give I, the Dolphins all of my life. So this like, is why <laughs> this is why the Dolphins didn't make my list. I just I, I honestly at this point, I think I'm rooting so much for Justin Fields that I'm just blinded. I, I just have been blinded. Um for all like I, I the Dolphins are probably the best pick of the week. I'm just I just want to root for Justin Fields. That's uh, where I'm at. Me too. I'm gonna stream Justin Fields in a couple leagues where I, I have to. So I'm I'm gonna root for him to do some stuff and hopefully uh it could be one of these best of both world situations. But I mean, I was really high on the Dolphins in the offseason. 
me and Dan Pizzuta did like a podcast and I was basically like talking about like how this is I how I build my Madden rosters, how everyone built their Madden rosters. Yes. I'm going to get all the fastest guys. We're going to sort by one attribute and we just get all the fastest dudes in the field and you can try to stop us. And I really think that, you know, Tua being out like has really kind of masked even how good like this offense even really is. Um, Tua, like he gets rid of the ball so fast. Like a lot of people get hung up on these, like the balls that he throws that get hung up. Like Tyreek had to stop for this one. But what about all this intermediate stuff? Look at how fast Tua is getting rid of the football in the intermediate area of the field. I mean, he's abs- they're absolutely carving teams up. Uh, when they had Teddy and they had Skylar Thompson, they, they didn't have that as part of their offense in those games uh, where they're able to run like that quick RPO and like that quick, like two is just, the ball is out of his hands and on time downfield to tour Tyreek or Waddle, uh, man, so quick. Uh, this The Bears have traded two defensive starters the past two weeks. They know what they're doing here. Uh, they're setting things up for the future. Uh, this is a team that's not really trying to really, really win games. Although you could say they add Chase Claypool, but I think that's just more cost control for a wide receiver. So you get him for a year and a half, but this defense isn't good. Uh, they've got some young players you're excited about, but I just think that the Dolphins are going to have their way moving down the field in this game. If they get a few stops, they'll be fine. Uh, I think they outright win this game by a touchdown. Uh, I'm just going to take them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I got absolutely, I got absolutely no, I got absolutely no qualms with that. I mean, I, I, I was uh, Mike McDaniel agnostic because he was doing a bad job explaining himself in the off season. Don't you think like he's he was- not a great, like he's, he's one of those people that like, and you know, I'm like this sometimes too, what I'm thinking in my head and then what I'm saying, like, don't always match. Uh, you know, he can get kind of lost in the sauce of a sentence very often. Like I do. So I, I can respect him. I, I see where he's coming from a lot. Well, you know, he was, he was doing, um, he was talking a lot about like time of possession and stuff like that, you know, in the off season, which like clearly was some Shanahanisms that was, was making his, their, their way into his thoughts. But yeah, he just totally gets it. I mean, he a hundred percent, it's just, I like Tyreek is not a decoy. Jalen Waddle is not a decoy. We're, we're giving the ball to those guys on 60% of our passing plays and they are, they're going to smash. I mean, it's pretty wild to think that like, Tyreek upgraded, leaving <laughs> Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like, absolutely insane to think about, but it, it is kind of playing out that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way is. they're using Tyreek Hill, because he is kind of a one on one player in the NFL, and we've always known that. But, like, man, like to, to actually see rational coaching get a player that good, the football and the ways that, you know, they're getting Tyreek the football. I mean, every week, if you go to like those next gen, like gummy worm charts, like, yeah, this dude is all over the field. Like, it's like, how are you supposed to stop any of this? Like, what are you supposed to do? And yeah, it's great to see rational coaching. Cause there's a lot of really good players in the NFL that uh, are fighting through non-rational coaching that we have to, you know, chop down our teeth on every week about. If you, uh, if you had to guess, the number one or well that's shit it's actually a lie the number two team in the nfc in yards per play who would you guess in the nfc yeah oh god is it who's who's one is it the 49ers it's the lions oh well okay yeah yeah i guess i would have got there maybe by default but yeah not off the top of my head um but the lions with uh we've seen when they have their guys healthy like they're able to score uh even last week against the dolphins they're up what 21 six and I got lucky to to win that one last week because it was three and a half and then the Dolphins came storming back but um yeah Lions have moved the football but the thing about the Lions is their defense is so bad 
Yeah. Well, the the point I was making was about oh, the okay. Seattle Seahawks, who are oh. the number two team in the NFC, number fifth, number five in the NFL in yards per play on offense. And um, like Gino, like the the best thing Gino is doing right now is they're just not turning the ball over at all. He's not he's not taking sacks. He's got he's got four interceptions and uh only 19 sacks through eight games like his his sack rate is seven percent it's like so much better than russell wilson's used to be russ used to just be like the most like either either throw the ball away or take bad sacks um guy that there was i mean obviously no one's as bad as joe burrow right now but also i just like i it doesn't make any kenneth walker is like fucking bo jackson dude i mean it is (laughs) this guy this guy is unbelievable I just feel it feels like if Seattle gets a lead, they're going to be able to salt it away. The DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett combo. This is the other interesting thing. You know, a lot, some of the Russell Wilson stuff might just be like Metcalf and Lockett are for real, just that good. Like maybe they are Tyreek Waddle level in terms of just like just having those guys out there makes an offense competent enough. I'm not taking Arizona. Like Cliff. I've done this enough. I've been on the wrong side of this a billion times where I'm like, they got DeAndre Hopkins back. Daryl Williams is on IR, so Cliff can't even give him touches. It's all Eno and, oh, and Kyler's running again. And Rondale's playing a good role for him. You know, Rondale's all out of the slot and he's making plays and getting the ball in areas where he's in space. It just doesn't matter, dude. Cliff, born loser, fake sharp. (laughs) Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll trolling all of us fantasy nerds last week in his press conference. That was that was a really good being like, oh, Pete Carroll, he's too old. He just wants to run the ball. That was phenomenal. I, I am 97% all in on this Seahawks team. I do like some part of my brain is like at some point they're going to pull the rug and they're going to troll me and they're going to lose. Uh, they're going to lose a game. They should have been competitive in 37 to 10 and they're going to run the ball the whole time. But it's not going to happen against the Cardinals who are way worse than them. Yeah, the only thing that scares me is you sometimes you get these divisional matchups and like the rematch, and you know these these things can get weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I like the Seahawks; they're kind of fun to root for. Their their draft class was amazing. Uh, the we always knew like DK Metcalf was like a superhero, but like we thought that dude was gonna miss like multiple games. I literally and... <laughs> he failed. He failed. I said on the Gilcast he tore his ACL because he failed the field ACL test. He's back the next week. I mean, he's like a real life superhero, man. Just like a, just out here getting ten targets the week after it looked like his his knee was was shredded. Uh, yeah, what an absolute demon, man! Absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> uh, and it's just it it is uh, it is a very cool story, um, which is uh, you know which we we like to we we all love we all love a good story, and and the Seahawks are a good story, and at, you know also. It is so liberating as someone who has bet on Kyler Murray and and Cliff Kingsbury's Arizona Cardinals so many times. <laughs> Wonderfully liberating to be on the other side. Yeah, no, he's gonna get you, man. <laughs> imagine, imagine, yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, what uh, what are you? It's a it's a weird it's a weird week in uh, in DFS. What's uh, what's some of your takes? Yeah, no, I mean, it's the thing that's made it so weird is that there are really only three really good offenses. So when any of the Chiefs, Bills, or Eagles are not on the main slate, it, it mucks everything up. <laughs> I think it's fun. I mean, it's a, it's been fun. I mean, uh, I wish that like DraftKings, we had this theory that DraftKings has been so soft this year because they're pumping the bags on Rainmakers. 
and uh, they're, it looks like they're doing it again. It's like, it's, it's very unreal that like DraftKings is the non-sharp site. Like their pricing again is just out of control. Like it's, it's so ludicrous. Like DJ Moore, everyone's played this dude the last two weeks and he's going up against another secondary that lost like everybody. He's still 5,800. Like they did it with Tyler Lockett for weeks. Uh, Kenneth Walker is still floating around. They never pumped up Brees Hall, like all that, like, uh, we've, we've been going on like a conspiracy theory that they're just, they're in it for the rainmakers juice. Uh, so, uh, their pricing sucks though. I don't even know why people play cash on DraftKings. Uh, it's, it's bad, but it's a great wide receiver week. I think this week there's a, like, I have trying to whittle my pool down of wide receivers. So many good wide receiver plays on like the secondary and third levels, um, you know, like DJ Moore, uh, Christian Kirk's in a really good spot. We had talked about the, you know, the Jaguars being a bounce. I think both Bengals guys are in a pretty good spot as a bounce back too. Um, yeah. There's a lot of really good wide receiver plays. There are uh, I, my, my favorite. Oh, you got that job. People will be on Josh Palmer and uh, yeah. And Carter, Carter Ponce. Yeah. My, my favorite build is uh, Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram with Devonte Adams, and then naked Justin Fields with Tyreek and Waddle. I love, I love those. Or, or you could, you could use Mooney too. I mean, I think it's, I think it's fine either way. The, the Fields play is obviously a lot about, uh, you know, the, the rushing four, equity. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do love, I do love those two builds. Yeah, I mean, you can you can do a lot this week, and it looks like we're going to get Deion Jackson kind of be like a pretty chalky, at least cash game chalk guy. He's probably – he might be a tournament fade this week uh, against the better defense than not having the Matt Ryan dump-offs in his favor. Uh, we'll see where his ownership kind of ends up. But it looks like he's going to start. He's he's five – he's the min, I think, on FanDuel, though. I think he's 5K. Uh, terrible tight end week. Obviously, Goddard played already. Uh, Andrews and Kelsey aren't on the main slate. We don't know if Andrews is going to play on Monday night. Kind of hoping he takes a week off. Yeah, Monday. come on, likely. We need you, buddy. <laughs> I, I think, say likely bags. Well, in a couple leagues, I I've had him stashed this whole time, and I'm just going to start him just because who who cares? It's tight end, you know. Yeah, I mean they're out with all those receivers. You know, Bateman's done for the year now. Uh, who knew? Like them, like you know, the Packers get like a pat, like or get bagged on for like what they do with the receivers. Like the Ravens, man, all off season. Like I just kept looking at like after the draft, post draft, I was like, what are the Ravens gonna do the rest of the off season? Like who the hell are they gonna get? And it turns out nobody. Yeah. Uh, oh, Deshaun Jackson. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thirty five year old Deshaun Jackson. Congratulations to Deshaun yeah. Jackson on, on, man, on getting, and I'm, getting another contract. Because like you, like. I'm in this bag. Like I want Lamar to win a Super Bowl because I want all these people just to shut up already for once, you know, and I want, you know, I want any of these guys. I want Jalen Hurts to win a Super Bowl, Lamar Jackson, a Super Bowl. Like I want one of these guys to win over, like, you know, let's get, let's get, get one. Let's get one for the team. Um, but these, the Ravens have many wide receivers the rest of the year are going to be a problem. Big time problem, but yeah, uh, U- University of Texas is fine as Devin Duvernay. A lot of lot lot of weight on his shoulders. I I actually Robinson. Well, I actually think what they should do is they should lean into the skid and they should say Demarcus Robinson and 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 um and Deshaun Jackson. Like you know, we thought maybe you guys would be a compliment as a deep guy to Bateman, but the, actually the better thing for them to do would be to be like we're playing Wallace and Proch. 90% of the snaps and we just got to figure out if we can even keep these guys on the roster. Right. Cause I think Talon Wallace was like maybe going to be a first round pick before he tore his ACL, his final season at Oklahoma state. Like I always kind of thought he was good and Proch had what, like 120 receptions his final year at SMU or whatever. 
and and likely seems good. Like I don't know. I feel like they can they can figure it out. I I, I I mean they I have want in the past. To. I mean they've done this in the past where they haven't had a ton of wide receiver talent. But man, get some wide receivers on the field, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gross tight end week though in totality, just because uh, we named all those guys. We don't know if Waller will be back. Uh, it's bad out there. It's bad in them tight end streets <laughs> this week. Yeah. Yeah. On the is. main slate, if you're on main slate, I mean, obviously, if you are going to play like Thursday, if you're playing Thursday through Monday or Sunday through Monday, you can get Kelsey worked in. You can get Isaiah Likely maybe worked in. You just use that spot. But uh, uh, those main slate tight ends, like you're looking at guys like the people are excited for like Robert Tunyon and like, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, that's uh, rough. Hayden Hurst is like always in people's like forefront. Like, man, that's, that's gross. But, you know, hey. It is. I mean, you know, James Mitchell, uh, James, James, yeah, Mitchell, our guy, is, is... James Mitchell, man, we were in the, like, I knew once I, you, you, I thought you might know that like, he was like a former wild. No, I, I had but... no, cause I, cause literally all I did like for our, like our little waiver, the waiver wire pod I do was that, you know, I, I just look at the guy's player profiler and then a CFB oh. reference page just to figure out, like get a rough idea of who he is, but you got to scroll on college football reference to see the rushing stats. So I had no idea, but yeah, now that I know this dude is basically like bigger, stronger, faster Taysom Hill. I, I could not be more in. And listen, Brock Wright is in concussion protocol. So. Wow. Okay. If, if Brock Wright doesn't play, I'm legit playing James Mitchell on DraftKings this week. Like I'm just doing it. Well, he's 20. He thinks he's 25, right? He's men. He's the yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, fun prospect. Anyone that doesn't know about James Mitchell, he is a former Wildcat quarter. He, he had five rushing touchdowns at Virginia Tech his first two seasons. He averaged 17 yards per catch too. Uh, like if he doesn't, if he doesn't have his ACL injury, his final season, uh, I imagine he's probably at least a top 10 drafted tight end and probably one of the more like upside guys people are into, but interesting prospect to get the door cleared for him, uh, the rest of the way Brock Wright's had like a couple chances here, you know, obviously the end of last year, not a bad player in his own right. Um, but yeah, if he's out, maybe James Mitchell's the dynasty guy. We kind of look at it. We always love yeah. these guys that are going to eat a roster spot for three years and never crack our lineup. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, you know, I've done it with, uh, you know, Doran Dickerson and Ladarius green, uh, Noah gray for, for the chiefs is my guy like that. Like I have Noah gray on every dynasty team that I have. Cause it, it feels like they are grooming him. To be I still there. have Hunter Long. I'm like, like, yeah, Hunter Long just needs this shot. Get out of here, Gusecki. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's that's probably coming. Um, all right, there Those we go. Guys, yeah, they, they never end up working out, but it's always it's, fun. Well, hey, David and Joku, you you kept you kept David and Joku around on the bottom end of your roster long enough. Well, he was a first round pick. D- Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz, uh, keep keep him around for a while. He worked out. You know, I mean, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, tight end is just so random. It's whoever ends up playing 80% of the snaps. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. like I said, on this slate too, like, like, where do you even get hurt punting on a guy this week? Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, what can the people look out for over at Sharp Football this week? So cranking, uh, cranking on the worksheet, pumping out that uh, data. Uh, I think they slashed prices uh, in half this week. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not really involved in any of that stuff, but I think they did that. Uh, I don't have a promo code to give out, but if you reach out for me and ask for one, I'm sure I can find one. There we go. Everyone, uh, bother, bother Lord Reeves in the DMs and uh, 
you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you a, a little code over there for sharp football. Uh, there we go, everyone. That's it. We'll be back next week. I'll be back with Sammy and Nate for the Gilcast Sunday night. See y'all then. Price drop time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more up to 70% off brands. Everyone loves at Nordstrom rack denim dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.